Welcome, everyone, to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community, at least the half that's left. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. Seems like you got the weight of the world on your shoulders there, pal. The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast by Fantastic Geek for episode 520, The One Who Will Save Us All is brought to you by Confederacy Beard Trims. It doesn't make you a bad guy at all. Ooh, well done, Pete. Welcome, everyone. Here we are, Pete, in the in the after effects of Avengers Infinity War. Here we are with a S.H.I.E.L.D. episode that's dealing with it a little bit. I think we can still say, though, we're going to be running 99% spoiler-free, just in case you haven't seen Infinity War. But, uh, Pete, let's talk a little more Infinity War before we dive on in. Yes, our review of Avengers Infinity War, instantly one of our most listened to and popular podcasts in the almost five-year history, Matt, of Fantastic Geek. So if you have seen the movie, get yourself over there for our full-on spoiler review. Uh, Additionally... We'll be bringing you some other things real soon. Yes, we will, Pete. We have just a couple of weeks away until the the, the, the modest independent film, The Deadpool Number 2, comes out. And uh, is it just a week after that that there's Solo? It is. Our so, cup runneth over. Our Solo cup runneth over. Oh, I see what you did there. So, uh, yeah, if you are uh, if you are subscribed to, I guess, anywhere that you listen, right, Pete? Because our S.H.I.E.L.D. fans get all the all the MCU movies. I mean, Deadpool, not quite MCU, but also not quite not MCU. Um, and then, you know, some some solo action there. So it is a great time to be listening to us on the S.H.I.E.L.D. feed, on the uh, Pop Culture Podcast feed. And let's not forget, if you're here for movies only... First of all, it's a weird choice that you're listening to episode 520 of Agents of <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. for just Marvel movies, but we have the Marvel movie podcast as its own feed as well. We have 13 feeds. 12 of them deal with Marvel Cinematic Universe things, and then, oh yeah, Star Trek Discovery. Pete, worth mentioning that uh, added to that list soon, probably in the next couple of weeks, we'll be adding the Cloak and Dagger feed as that show gets uh, gets heating up over on Freeform and uh, had a couple of, of ads. Pete, wasn't it nice that Freeform, a uh, division of uh, Disney, bought time on ABC, a uh, division of Disney, during Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., a division of Disney, to hype this, uh, this new Marvel TV show, uh, also a division of Disney. I love it when corporate synergy comes together. Nothing inspires like it, Pete. With that, shall we get into the debrief? Absolutely. Debrief. When we catch you up on what went down, our teaser, Matt, begins immediately where we left off last week with Coulson uh, on the gravitonium uh, concrete there as Talbot brings him up to the spaceship, we get the customary Mark Kolpak visual wizardry to wind around the spaceship and into the view screen there to see Kovos. Uh, there's been no word uh, from their their forces uh, below. They're readying the missiles, Matt. 
when Graviton and Coulson arrive. Yes, Talbot, Graviton, extremely confident. Pete, we then get one of the fastest cuts to the title card, maybe ever. Last week, it just went on and on and on. Uh, not a criticism, just, you know, that was the case there. Here, quick title card. We come back to the lighthouse. Luckily, our characters are standing around having a recap about last week. The Gravitonium is gone. It's dangerous. Talbot can go crazy. And where is Mac? Pete, take us to Mac. Yes, he's checking the threat they neutralized before, making sure everything's all right. However, Matt, one of the ninjas from Mortal Kombat, Excuse the me, palette space swaps, ninjas? Uh, the space ninjas from Mortal Kombat uh, is not dead. He drinks a vial of black liquid. This seems awfully familiar. Not this again, Matt. He's punching out walls. He's fighting Mac until uh, May interrupts him. They need it alive. If they're going to find out what Coulson and Talbot are up against. For my money, Pete, we have all of this tension here. No, kill him. Don't kill him, but he's trying to kill you, etc. It, it seemed a little kind of ginned up. But bottom line is we cut after that to uh, Coulson and Talbot. Interesting uh, development here. Talbot still hears those voices of the people in the gravitonium losers matt he hears losers you know snowflakes probably democrats uh you know pete you're making me re-examine uh shall we say some of the influences in the writer's room that uh might have uh, informed the, the the character of talvit talbot gravitonium Ooh, talvit talvitonium something like that let's work on that people tweet at us with your Talbot Gravitonium hashtags. Uh, he says the general can keep him in line. Now you're making me realize, Pete, you know, the generals. Yeah. Um, this portion of the scene, Pete, as they're walking through the spaceship, honest to goodness question here, it felt like it was literally rushed. Like it seemed as though they had sped it up. And then, you know, the stuff you can do where you then pitch the voice back down so they don't sound, you know, funny. But it felt like they literally had pressed fast forward on it, you know, by, by a little bit, you know, by... A third, a third or whatever. I don't know. But it, did you pick that up or maybe it was just. I didn't. I was too into the snappy dialogue here. In addition to um, Talbot explaining that he hears the voices and that he discounts them. Uh, Coulson admonishing him that he's skipped the video game tutorial and gone right to big boss level. Uh, he also pats himself on the back. Equally with Coulson, they're smart military minds, the two of them. They're going to make plans and stuff. They make their way to the CIC. Pete, real ships have CICs, not bridges. Uh, Quovo says he wants to talk to Hydra, not this guy. Talbot says that this is his ship now, and he means it. Uh, we have a blue shirt uh, who's prepared to attack <laughs> Talbot, but the blue shirt gets squished. Kneel before Talbot to end the act. Act two, Matt, begins with Mac and Yo-Yo checking in on one another here. It's not the first time a creepy crawler, uh, you know, confronted him and they had to go toe-to-toe. Uh, but they're just not connecting, Matt. The distance, emotionally, the emotions, the sadness. It's a scene about that, Pete. It touches the heart. We cut to May and Simmons. They have the Remoran chained up. 
uh, shades of uh, Kid Von Strucker, RIP KVS, complaining about the torture of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, but uh, Simmons and May decide that it's time to analyze the odium. It gives you a turbo boost. Then the Ramoran dies, so that's that. By the way, Pete, want to point out, did not die at the hands of S.H.I.E.L.D. So if we're doing a morality play here, no, uh, no negative morality here. Time for Simmons to do an alien autopsy, you know, like the show, Alien Autopsy. <laughs> Meanwhile, Talbot here, uh, they discuss the prisoner that um, the Confederacy is holding, uh, you know, the one that Hydra had uh, brought them, and that leads to Coulson in a cell with general hale i i really really enjoyed the performance of of uh, the actress playing hale here uh, she admits to selling out shield you see her processing her guilt over her daughter's death uh we also get colson info sharing that talbot now is the destroyer of worlds uh and indeed then these two stories combined they meet up with talbot and despite how they got there talbot says he's the only one who can save them all and is also in a position to buck tradition uh of the confederacy and you know drive a wedge into the uh plans of earth uh you're making me realize pete talbot here kind of an outsider there's a there's a walled garden not letting in guys like him and he's going to come in and just totally run things his way I wonder if he'll get Twitter time. But we learn there are six seats on the Confederacy. Several races are checked. The other clans there, they're going to try to arrange a meeting. They had an arrangement, after all, Hydra did with the Confederacy. It was gravitonium above all. And Quovos tells us that's because it could bend space. It could influence worlds. The Confederacy's been together five of your Earth centuries matt pete that's how you know the science fiction writing is just electric off the page when you have lines like your earth centuries or you know the terran ship is coming we cut to fitz who is lamenting the disastrous states uh we've we've reached here it's going to take hours to rewire the tech which deke does in seconds you know because repairing old tech was his thing also pete i think it's maybe a meta comment on the show are the young kids going to overtake the old dogs here do you remember when fitz was young and new now he's grandfatherly kind of and it's deke who's running circles around him what will happen to our heroes the agents of shield are lame deke just about says uh then daisy radios in um then she's in and she fights with yo-yo over past tensions i know the fight continues after the act break let me get it out now pete i know why they're fighting i continue to be kind of pro yo-yo in terms of I'm not really that concerned that Ruby got killed because she might have been one of the people who's going to destroy Earth. Uh, I'm not saying, therefore, let's just use unilateral, you know, agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. slash Avengers slash whoever get to kill whoever they want. But I'm not digging this conflict. I'm not emotionally torn in this conflict. And to then have the two most powerful women on the show spend time fighting each other and not fighting a common enemy, I don't like any of that, even though I get where it's going and I get why it's happening. I like the discord they have sown between the two of them 
but I don't like seeing them use their powers on one another. If, if that makes sense on a superhero comic booky type of show, but what it leads to here is, uh, finding the skeleton, not in the closet, but in the duffel bag to end the act. We come back after the act break. The ladies are still fighting. You heard my thoughts on the other side of the act break. They use some powers. Ultimately, May stops it and gives them a job, a task, a mission of the week. Go to the alien ship. Yo-Yo is told to either help or leave, which I guess continues to make May team Daisy on this. And I really, really, really think that we, the audience, are team Yo-Yo. And I think that I think the show is misreading where our alliances might be. But... Pete, take us back up to the ship and the less her suit Talbot. Yes, he's gotten the goatee now because that always works out. And, and some of our um, our fellow tweeters and listeners have, have written in. We'll talk in a little bit. He's also referring to people as snowflakes, as some, Matt, are want to do. Uh, but Coulson's digging the look there, the... The robe uh, doesn't think he could carry it off himself. Um, and he leaves Coulson in charge as he and Kovos activate the device and join the others of the Confederacy. The six, Matt, all stand present. And uh, guy I like to call green guy, uh, he wants to know who the intruder is. The answer is Earth's Mightiest Hero, which is not a line I would have gone for as I'm still emotionally processing the otherworldly, just, I don't know, emotional effects of Infinity War. I wouldn't have kind of cut so close to the, the movie cloth. But Pete, speaking of cuts, we cut to Deke and Daisy. He's surprised that's mom in the bag. And Jeff Ward is really, really funny, even just saying, after being told it's my mom in the bag, oh, like this is a this is a great addition to the show. Um, I hope we get to see more of him in this show. I hope we get to see him in a, in a wonderful future ahead of him. Cause he's just there's there's an X factor, no pun intended, that he really brings. Jeff Ward does. He's all finicky and nervous. He has something to tell her. He likes her. Uh, especially since they're so close now. And she talks about those who've gotten close to her, like Lincoln. This is not going well for Deke. She admits to being in love with her dead boyfriend. Uh, and also, you know, she she cares for no one more than her de facto dad, Colson. This really isn't going well for Deke. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Deke, what was it that was on your mind? Um, and he recovers with the Fitzsimmons reveal. And Chloe Bennett does a nice job of being surprised. Yeah, having uh, had the the prank of the lemons on her bunk there, classic fits, I know, right? Um, I think it's it's not ironic that um, Lincoln comes up in this scene when Deke, my opinion, Matt, has become the better Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln always felt out of place with the show he was continually the outsider and he gained acceptance through his sacrifice and thereby couldn't be with uh daisy feels like this is headed towards a different resolution with with deke and i think you know despite the fact that he's struggling to fit in with them 
he fills more of a role than Lincoln did. Back up to the ship we go, the uh, well-named Estella, you know, from like the stars because she's a space being. She says that normal beings can't wield gravitonium. And she also says that they are all equal in the Confederacy. Side note, Pete, uh, Confederacies tend not to work because they're so decentralized and all the leader. Uh, she mentions, though, the Crixon is cool and stuff. Um, and for a moment, I was like, ooh, we're going to get like Crixon insider Confederacy stuff. Uh, instead, Talbot gravitoniums him, absorbing him. Now he's kind of like Crixon, right? I guess if that's what the writers tell us, if if that's indeed what took place, apart from the fact that Talbot admonishes this meaning like a group of Democrats, Matt, the, the hits keep coming tonight. Um, but and he tells them it's a mistake to think he is still human. Um, looks like there's a spot for him after all. We get an act break. We come back. Mac is fixing things. I was pretty sure that we were on Zephyr 1. I mean, I know that the scene reveals we are, are on Zephyr 1. I just want to point out it was a little unclear where we were. Fitz comes in with a thing related to the things Mac is fixing. It's revealed to be gravitonium. It's going to power the Zephyr 1 spaceship. Mac, of course, is still sore about the plan where Yo-Yo killed Ruby. I still think that we are pro-Yo-Yo. Mac is pro following the good word and doing good every time. And I kind of felt like this scene goes on for some time. And again, with the conflict and, and we know that that drives drama. Um, but that it took me a minute, Matt, for the discussion of, well, Yo-Yo executed a kid to go, wait a minute, kid, kid, oh, Ruby. He killed Ruby. Um, you don't really think of her as a kid. I mean, yes, she was young, but she was a tremendous threat. Um, I, th I think we're making like it was a more terrible thing than it actually was. I do see Max point, um, but I think the absolutism in this episode as a whole um, is is well served in that it points out things are rarely so black and white with that pete we cut to simmons cutting into alien brains uh daisy arrives she's got mom's bones and the associated dna also the season one juice that has the bug name what is it centipede i kept my brain keeps telling me caterpillar i don't know why i don't maybe it's because i don't like bugs daisy says let's combine it to save colson uh, Daisy repurposes Simmons. Make this your top priority because I'm in charge in this organization that is technically just a loose confederacy itself of people who don't really have a job. They just have this lighthouse that they're hanging out in. With that, Pete, we cut to Zephyr 1 taking off to space. Yes, Piper clears them. They head up the waterfall there. And like that, we're back with the confederacy. Through the device, Matt, we get... A blue guy who likes Talbot. Yes, this is Tarion, Master of the House Cassius. Now, Pete, some of our listeners, nay, probably every single person hearing my voice right now, except for you, might know, might recognize the name Craig Parker, who plays uh, who plays Tarion. Uh, he played 
Haldir, Pete, in a movie uh, that you, you, you're not familiar with. It's called The Lords of the Ringings, and he was in two of those three movies as an elf guy. So he's used to wearing makeup and such. Uh, he also played Gaius Claudius Glaber in Spartacus, which had a lot of um, male and female nudity. So I encourage everyone to either watch it or not watch it. I don't know if he's in the nude in it. But um, this is Craig Parker, the, the, the nice blonde-haired, not Pirates of the Caribbean um, um, elf from Lord of the Rings. And he explains here that there's an attack on the planet. That's why the uh, deal was in place with the Confederacy. They've got to take care of it before time runs out. Thanos and his forces have begun this assault, Matt. Uh, Thanos, this ring a bell at all? I mean, it was this electric moment. We're never going to get, you know... The, the fall of shield we're never going to get hydra you know a ward is hydra we're never going to get that again we're never going to get hey let me leave here and go to the lemurian star as we had with um was that agent sit well yes yeah, well of course so we're never going to get back there but it really was this electric moment to go oh my goodness it still is an mcu and they're not taking the easy way out which is this all happens the day before infinity war hope to get renewed like now in these remaining two episodes after this one, we have all this Infinity War fallout potentially hanging over our heads. Really, really nice moment. Colson and Hale talk about preparing to attack. Talbot arrives with one option, make him invincible. He needs more gravitonium. It's buried under the Earth. Oh my goodness, don't they know that if you start to mess with the Earth's crust, you're going to end up with the whole Earth crust thing yep. that we had. Uh, we're still in this time loop. Um, but this will give this will power the gravitonium wheel will power his attack on Thanos, and that's when Talbot name checks the Cassius family. Pete, how does Colson feel about that? Well, knowing that Cassius has two sons of his own, one of which will eventually be the bane of our agents here. This alien runs the Earth in the future. Uh, Kovos is there, of course, to deny all of that, that Cassius is the most noble member of the Confederacy. But Talbot says that this is all moot, that this is not a debate. He's in charge. You're either with me or against me. So you've got to kneel, Coulson. And uh, as he's asking him if he accepts or will suffer the consequences. Uh, Talbot uses his powers on Coulson. He kind of leans down there and ultimately kneels. Although maybe Matt, he was Tebowing for some kind of solution. We get the act break. We come back with Zephyr One. Rise, Zephyr One. Rise. Vertical burn is a go. Deke is nervous. He gets his hand held by Daisy. We also get Pete. Nominal Miko. Do you hear that? Nominal Miko. Over. Yes. Space shuttle talk stuff. Um, and as Piper and Mac continue to monitor there, uh, this is the first S.H.I.E.L.D. team heading into space. Oh, no, wait. That happened in a later time, but at an earlier time. They cloak the ship. We cut back to the lighthouse where Fitz is fiddling with his uh, Apple screen device. Uh, Pete, it's also time for Fitz to unzip the duffel. 
because that's where Jai Yang's body is in the duffel bag. He needs to extract the DNA. Yes, a rather menacing shot of him looking at the syringe there as if he's not going to do what Simmons is asking him to do. We'll have to wait and see on that one, Matt, after they had discussed the centipede catalyst, et cetera, et cetera, for the healing powers. Um, But Zephyr 1 has moved forward undetected. Uh, That's when Daisy and May the strike team in in position there for Talbot. Um, And uh, Talbot has learned from Quinn, Matt, how he found the Gravitonium originally. It was at the bottom of one of Ian Quinn's mines. He just told him, you know, in his mind. New addition, though, in the moment, he, he finds out, Talbot does, that Zephyr 1 has docked. He then starts to get crazy mad, emphasis on the crazy, at Coulson, uh, accusing him of you know this being part of another plot where Talbot's left out of the loop. Hale, at this point, decides to sell out Coulson, saying you know she tried to talk about it, this naughty plan. Uh, we cut to Daisy and May, who quickly make their way to the CIC. Talbot, we're here to rescue you. Oh, Talbot is quite angry at that. Uh, Hale talks him down. Calm your mind. Get ready to comply. She's in charge now, which I bought in the moment. But then Mm -hmm. Talbot, of course, is not happy about the betrayal. Pete, he squishes her, and there's like blood flying effects and everything. I'm I'm glad we're on at 10 p.m. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And uh, we have Quake here who uses her powers on Talbot, barely moves him. He tosses her. May draws down on him. And he threatens to kill Coulson should she do that. So she surrenders. Uh, Kovos takes them as prisoners of war and treat them accordingly, Talbot tells them. Um, And I think heartbreakingly so, Matt, Talbot explains that Phil Coulson was always the enemy, only he has the clarity to see it now. In the tag scene, we get Pops Cassius, who's back in the Confederacy meeting area, and he's got Daisy Johnson to end the episode. The dossier. A detailed look at our bad guys. Pete, let's start with Quovos, formerly the big bad. Now he's kneeling before Talbot. Oh, how fortunes change. However, I can't notice... Quovos has fallen not far from number one to the number two slot. So he's still around for mischief and mayhem in what remains of this season, the two episodes. He's been a good addition to the cast. I wish we got to see him in a little bit more of a villainous role instead of you go do this. I will stand here. You could see more of him in Spartacus with Craig Parker, who plays, um, uh, uh, what's his name? So, hashtag it's all connected. Pete, speaking of it being all connected, we have more space ninjas in this episode, particularly the one what whose brain we got to see. That's a shield first, I believe. Your thoughts on Space Ninja? I like to call him Smoke, the Space Ninja um, from Mortal Kombat. 
And I enjoyed that we got to see him drink a thing and then spit the thing up. That is true. And go berserker. <laughs> Uh, we also have the Confederacy, the six therein assembled, uh, only two, perhaps three names ultimately. I guess we do have uh, the Cassius chap named later on. Um, not a lot of oomph out of the Confederacy, I must say. I mean, they, they have a job to do, but I kind of feel like I, I could have been wowed more. I think it's difficult, given that the Cree with the blue skin, all of that, um, how the shows dealt with it by, you know, giving them kind of facial tattoos or other, you know, space makeup type of things. We've got a green guy here. I know he got a name. I, I think it's unimportant because he got absorbed. And then we have Estella. Um, but I think they fill a role here that we've we've got this group, you know, where they're all equal, because, of course, that's going to stay that way. I wonder if there's any kind of meta comment there about you think you're equal until the person pulls the rug out from under you. I don't know. I certainly this is not, shall we say, the clear cut social commentary that we had this time last season. But Pete, take us to Tarion Cassius, the uh, I don't know. It, will he be the big bad in the final two episodes? You know, how, do we have yet to speak in this segment of the big bad for the final two episodes? I don't know, but your thoughts on Tarion? I like that they're keeping us guessing. I think we could have expected that he would show up, given that we've gone back in time, and uh, you know, his his two sons are are alluded to, um, although we don't quite know how long they live so i guess it's like are are they just born are they you know much older whatever it is um but that he was somebody earlier in the season that his son cassius was really trying to please and gain favor with uh makes it an interesting appearance we, of course, must mention Talbot, who I think gave us so much hope at the end of last episode, along with, of course, the, you know, the, finally the, uh, the culmination of Graviton here. Um, but he clearly, you know, he clearly is going mad. He clearly is going insane. He's some sort of titanous power who has gone mad, a mad titan, if you will. <laughs> um, and I'm kudos to the show for really showing that progression as the episode went on, I really felt like you could see things starting to wobble, but you weren't quite sure. And then it just got worse and worse and worse. Adrian Pazdar has played this character so many different ways. He's really Brett Dalton light in that he's never been a series regular, yet you look at his fingerprints throughout this series. Welcome to level seven. Time to analyze and theorize. I feel like this is this has not been my favorite season of Shield, but here we are with only two episodes to go, and there's so much story, and I wonder how are they going to wrap everything up um, in the course of our you know our discussion of the villains. I think it was, it was a great point, Pete, that we really could have at this point three people be the ultimate you know yeah. uh, 
big bad boss to beat the game for this season. Um, that's a good that's a good position to be in. It's not just get closer to this or overthrow Talbot or whatever it might be. So kudos there. With um, the Gravitonium, Matt, and the uh, understanding now that Quinn got it from Earth, setting up this very clear chain of events. Well, it's in the Earth. We're going to pull it out. This is what cracks it. Um, it's really just a question of how does Daisy get framed for this uh, and that she winds up at the mercy of uh, Graviton at the end of the episode. You know, we're, we're moving the pieces closer and closer into position. I'll do you one better, too. They could return to Earth for uh, the mining of the Gravitonium, for getting Daisy back on Earth so we see that footage and whatnot. Um, that could all be done while it is exploring the after effects of Infinity War. You know, like, oh my goodness, all of this that has gone on. And, you know, I'll speak carefully because, you know, if you haven't seen Infinity War yet, this is the last S.H.I.E.L.D. episode you get before we... You know, before we go Infinity War spoilers, I will say. Um, but you can see those after effects in Returning to Earth. Um, I think they're kind of setting up a pacing for that, whether it's episode 521 next week or 522 in two weeks' time. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I certainly did not think that they were going to name-check Thanos in this episode, and they did. So I think that opens the door for a lot more of that integration, even if it's only like, oh my goodness, look at that over there. It's terrible. It's Infinity War. Well, back to our mission. We have to go to the Ian Quinn mine. Well, speaking of mines, Matt, our patrons at patreon.com slash fantasticgeek help us mine the heck out of pop culture, particularly the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We could not get our brain drills working if it were not for them. They are the diamond-tipped ends of the brain drills, letting us dig deep down into the MCU, into the Star Trek times, into all these movies, uh, into the nebulous territory of whether if Deadpool, in the end of the first Deadpool movie, was on a broken-down uh, helicarrier, what does that mean? And moving forward, and Disney and Fox and everything, and it's, it's all helped along by those patrons on patreon.com slash fantasticgeek, so... Big thanks from us to you. Let's check the wire. Pete, we start, as we oftentimes do with our Twitter poll, lots of votes in this. Uh, and uh, I kept it simple, Pete. What did you think? How would you vote for it? We had four Infinity Stones, three stones, two stones, and one stone. Uh, 8% gave it a 1%. Uh, 1% gave it a 2, then uh, 3%, uh, pardon me, 21% gave it a 3, and then a whopping 70%, down from some of our other, you know, four in a row here, or, you know, top four, but uh, 70% giving it a 4. Uh, also some comments, um, Amerowitch says on Twitter, it's going to be a long summer till next May, and uh, JT Atkins, that's at JTA is me, says, as soon as Talbot went to a goatee, I knew we were in trouble. 
Sure, it works for Stark and strange, but not for him. Pete, I dare say that's because Talbot's is this kind of bushy mess and mm-hmm. Stark and strange keep it a little more shorn close to the skin there. Yeah, the the bushier your goatee, the less you can be trusted. <laughs> Pete, important to note that it is our expectation that by the time we are watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on the East Coast next week, and certainly by the time we are podcasting, it is the expectation that we will know the fate of the series. Um, hopefully that doesn't color our coverage of episode 521 good or bad uh but you know listeners if you're on social media i feel like in the past it's been around 8 p.m or so you know you Mm kind of you become aware oh at uh, i don't know at uh, such and such top show they've just been renewed oh uh this new show has just gotten the call they've been renewed. oh this show got the axe so on and so forth so it's not a set time exactly but it'll be that you know that after work hours west coast when those calls start to get made so this is it guys this is the final week of finger crossing of tweeting at abc publicity at i don't know making your uh i don't know your your gauntlets of good luck whatever it might be this is the home stretch (laughs) boy matt it feels like yesterday we were sending rocks to fox for alcatraz um i just want to urge caution um and a little bit of perspective as well we are in the fifth season of a, a great show the the scales would seem to tip toward a sixth season renewal uh, but nothing is written in stone. Nothing is guaranteed. And I think people have to be prepared for both possibilities. Yeah, I think smart money is on the renewal for a variety of reasons, uh, like the Live Plus Three numbers, like corporate synergy. But I wouldn't put a lot of money on it. You know what I'm saying? So it's smart money, but smart money is not, you know, put the mortgage on this one. Uh, Time will tell. Time will tell. I think there's arguments to be made. There's objective arguments to be made both ways. What I worry about is when people are making completely subjective arguments like, you know, my love for Colson is so great. How could you cancel this show? Well, ratings are on a decline and it's a for-profit business and live ratings are more valuable than life plus three and you know some a whole bunch of things like that so i'll just say perspective from that end that you know every show you've ever loved is the product of another show that somebody else loved getting Mm -hmm. canceled Mm -hmm. um this is the circle of life and if it's not you know if if cancellation doesn't get shield at the end of the fifth season it'll be at the end of the sixth or the seventh or the tenth or the twentieth but eventually you know eventually it'll happen so Hopefully, Pete, we're discussing great news at the top of next week's podcast. We'll, we'll put a put a positive note of hope there. And Pete, you can share your hopes, share your dreams, at least when it comes to pop culture, with you on Twitter. How can people do so? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 9,914 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I am personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, you can be in touch with the podcast any way you like. You can uh, visit us at fantasticgeek.com. Leave a comment there. Uh, email fantasticgeek at gmail.com. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram where we are fantasticgeek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash fantasticgeek with the PH, all one word, like it, 
today. We will be back next week talking Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, we, we may record something ahead of time or at least immediately or whatever as soon as renewal or cancellation news comes in uh, that'll probably get get tacked on to, to next week's S.H.I.E.L.D. episode though. We'll certainly see how that evolves. But with that, Pete, keeping the note of hope, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. Chin up. Almost there. Thank you.